The Bottom Line in Business Talk. Voice America Business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, and my guest today is David Lerner, who is the president of David Lerner Associates, a privately held investment company that has sold a lot of investments to a lot of people and helped an awful lot of people. Welcome to the show, David. Hey, thanks for having me on. Let's just start a little bit about uh, your background before we get into uh, the kinds of things you uh, tell investors about. Uh, briefly, just kind of give a, a little bit of your background and, and how you got to uh, running this company from where you are today. All right, let's see. Now, just first off, I- I'm not sure, Jordan. I just heard a, uh, was it a commercial for Lewis and Clark? Yes. Was right. that on? Well, this, will, this ties in very well with my background. You know the, the girl who led Lewis and Clark to explore the territory? Her name was Sacagawea. Yes. So I thought maybe, in case your audience didn't know that, uh, I used to teach history. Uh-huh. So you see, now I know the name Sacagawea. That and a lot of other worthless things, <laughs> worthless trivia. But I was a history teacher. I was a history and economics teacher in the New York City school system. Um, I started David Lerner Associates uh, in January of 1976. And uh, so what are we, in about 31 years now, we've, been, uh, we've had this business. And it's grown from uh, what was originally a $2,500 business that I borrowed some money to start. And uh, now it's, uh, it's just a wonderful American story. We have, uh, I don't know how many people, 450, 500 people who work in the company. We've done business with literally hundreds of thousands of people over the years. We have a very, very large and active uh, uh, clientele at this point. Uh, people have trusted us with literally billions of dollars over the years. And uh, it's just a wonderful story. I, I could not be prouder, more grateful. It's uh, only in America. So what, what did you see when you started this company that uh, was not already being offered to investors that you could offer that was different? What was different? I think we started off from the day I started. The concept was we had no right to lose people's monies, uh, that this was not going to be a casino, uh, this was not going to be you know uh, a lottery kind of a situation, you know, selling lottery tickets. We were really going to devote ourselves to what we hope would be to build and preserve people's assets. And that's been our credo, that's our motto, that's our raison d'etre for the last 31 years. And how is that different from other Wall Street firms, you think? I think, I think we're significantly different. Um, uh, when, you buy, when you do business with us, the likelihood is whatever you've bought, you're going to hold. This is not a buy and sell kind of situation where, uh, you know, where you get these calls, uh, you gotta get in this, you gotta get out of this. We don't do that. Uh, what we have done is focused on a relatively limited number of investments. A number of them are proprietary. Uh, and we've, uh, we've stuck to that very simple principle. And so as a result, we're not moving money around. Uh, we're just, uh, hopefully we're adding to people's accounts. And uh, over the years, this has worked. I, I believe extremely well. So for investors, for everyone, I mean, starting with our investors. So for investors who sound like they're pretty risk averse, the kind of people that you're, they, they've built up money building a business or something, and they basically want to make it grow, but uh, really don't want to lose it. Uh, do you think that there's too much kind of gambling and speculation uh, going on on Wall Street these days? You know, you can't help but be in my place. And over the years, I've met so many people. And it's tragic. It's just tragic in many, many, many instances. 
without rambling on, uh, this weekend I went to dinner with two different people, people in their late 60s. And these are people who are rather successful, you know, during their work careers. And yet their success at this point financially is almost a facade because what's happening over the years, like so many people, uh, they have tried to uh, make lots of money in the stock market. They've gambled in my point, from my point of view. And what's happened over the years, it's simply been a, a major disappointment. So you find people like in their late 60s and that sort of, uh, you know, uh, time period still gambling, still hoping they're going to, you know, get, get the brass ring. Uh, yes, I think people gamble much too much with their money, and you cannot, like I said before, being in my position, and over these many years dealing with so many people, seeing how so many people have uh, really turned good money into, uh, into a tragedy. Uh, so, yes, the answer is yes, I believe they gamble far too much. Is that particularly true today? I mean, the stock market's been soaring, uh, the Dow's nearing 13,000, there's all kinds of enthusiasm out there. Does that tend to suck people in at the top when there's a lot of, looks like a lot of problems you know, to be made? Jordan, you've been around a long time. This is the only business in the world that people start to buy when the prices get to be expensive. Right. When, uh, when things are on sale, you know, you can't find buyers. But it's when the, the stock market heats up, you know, the, I think the greed factor uh, kicks in, and people start to, uh, you know, go for the brass ring. Uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, there is a, you know, the enthusiasm is growing, and we don't have a problem with that. We don't tell people not to do that. We just feel you shouldn't have the rent money at, at, at risk, that you shouldn't be putting uh, the money that you can't afford to lose uh, the money, which is the heart and soul, if you will, of a person's well-being, that money should not be at risk. And yeah. we say that money that you can afford uh, to be a little bit more aggressive with, and if you lose that money, uh, it's not going to be a happy occasion, or if it goes down significantly, it's not going to significantly impact on your, on your lifestyle. So we say that's fine. Yeah. Uh, we just we try to encourage people not to gamble with the rent money. That's what we're about. You say that you offer uh, investments that have real value, uh, why other brokerage firms do kind of speculative things. What, what do you mean oh. by real value in the kind of things well, that you Well, I, I think that would be a little bit of, a, of an overstatement. I, I think there, there can be a lot of other companies who offer things with value, but we just put a focus on things that we believe have substance. Uh, we do a lot of business with tax-free municipal bonds. We do a lot of business with collateralized mortgage obligations, pure vanilla types of uh, investments. Uh, we have become very, very significant uh, in the REIT business and the private REITs. Uh, we have several proprietary mutual funds, one uh, which is just concerned with uh, real estate and the other we call it a value fund. Uh, these are the sorts of things that we do. Uh, we are not reaching for the brass ring. We're not, we're not uh, throwing the dice. And, of course, that doesn't mean people have absolute guarantees, particularly you know, if you're talking about real estate or you're talking about a uh, value fund. But we think there is everything that we do, that ha it has to meet a certain test uh, that these are companies that are making significant money, uh, that are well-positioned, that typically pay dividends. Uh, we're not in the area of venture capital with people's monies. Yeah. You say that you don't run with the herd. What does that mean? I mean, who, who is running with the herd, and what does that oh, mean that you're not I running I think with if there's ever been a, an industry where people run with the herd, whatever becomes hot, the investment du jour, uh, this is where the herd goes. This is what the other firms begin to promote. Uh, this is what people think that they, if they don't get on, you know, the bandwagon, they're going to miss out. Whether it was the tech thing going back some years ago, uh, whether now what it's is the international herd markets. 
But we stay away from those things. Not that we're, again, we're not telling people necessarily not to do it. What we keep trying to, the message, our message consistently, is you don't put the rent money into those areas. That you've got to be careful. And uh, all history tells me we're absolutely right. Uh, and in my experience, I guess, for nearly 40 years uh, in, you know, in the, the market area, uh, just confirms what I'm saying. What do you uh, think the, the herd is running with? To the sky. What do you think the herd is running with today, David? Well, uh, there's a lot of, of course, the international market is very hot. Uh, whether it's in real estate, whether it's in uh, the, the the stock market of you know the various countries like China and so forth, uh, this has gotten to be the big thing. And of course, the numbers have been very attractive, and we say, okay, fine, as long as you're not playing with the rent money. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, let's get into the first area, which is uh, tax-free municipal bonds. Uh, again, this, by the way, this is Jordan Goodman, the host of the Money Answer Show, and my guest is David Lerner, uh, who is the president of David Lerner Associates, uh, who's actually probably tax-free bonds was the first area uh, that you got into in a big way uh, at the beginning. And So tell me why you think tax-free municipal bonds uh, make so much sense for people today. You're going to get a 4 to 5% yield, something like that. Uh, it's tax-free. Five percent is reaching a little bit. Yeah, even you're more in four and a quarter, four and a half. You know, is uh, on, on longer term bonds. That's approximately where the yields are on muni bonds. So why, why should people, people go into this? Why have we advocated this? Because if you look at the history of municipal bonds, it's, you know, uh, that are backed and issued by municipalities, they are unquestionably among the safest things that you can buy. Uh, you know, at the end, as everyone knows, I hope they know. At the end, of the municipalities guarantee the principal, you know, the face amount. Uh, they guarantee the interest. Of course, everyone has to understand, like a treasury or anything else, if you sell it before maturity, it could be worth more or less, depending on what's happened to interest rates. But historically, it's been among the safest of all investments. And then, of course, you add the tax-free feature to it. Uh, you're talking about, for many people, it's like getting 6% or somewhere up in that area. And, you, you know, it's, it's a sort of thing you go to, you put your money in, you go to sleep at night, uh, knowing unless the world falls apart, uh, you're in a very secure, predictable part of uh, of the world. And we believe this is one of the fundamental things people should do with their money. We've been at this for a lot of years, and I don't, frankly, on a personal level, God knows how many thousands and thousands of people we've dealt with, I don't know of anyone on a personal level or a business level that has, done, has put their money into tax-free bonds uh, that regrets the fact that they've done it. In fact, if you come to one of my seminars... I raise this question all the time. I ask people in the audience, how many people have tax-free bonds? And a certain number will raise their hand. And it could be four, or 500 people sitting in an audience. And then I'll ask the question, how many people are unhappy over the fact they bought the tax-free bonds? It is, almost looks like a setup because you almost never, ever see anyone raise their hand that they're uh, unhappy with the tax-free bonds. It is a good foundation product to have. And uh, I, one day I'd like to come to a seminar where I see everyone there has tax-free bonds, even if they didn't buy them from us. Do you recommend insured uh, municipal bonds? Or, it's or? not necessary. Uh, you, the truth of the matter is this was a gimmick, really. I believe it's a gimmick that really started uh, after the fall. Uh, if you recall the Washington public power debacle of the early 1980s, and um, these companies, you know, uh, began to pop up and they began to insuring the bonds. The fact of the matter is, I, I think it's overkill in many cases. It's like wearing a belt, suspenders, and a rope to hold up your pants. Uh, if a municipality or a state uh, puts their guarantee behind something, uh, all history tells you you're in a very, very solid area. Uh, I think it's overkill. Some people, it gives them an additional uh, level of comfort. 
I think, though, for most people, it's just not necessary. Not that we, we, don't, we handle everything. And, of course, we sell a lot of insured paper. But uh, on a personal level, I don't believe I have anything on a personal level which is insured. Okay, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. I was speaking with David Lerner, and we're talking about investing, and uh, we're going to be back right after this. Keeping you a step ahead of the changing world of business, this is Voice America Business. You hear business show after business show all geared towards improving a company's bottom line. But what about your bottom line? How come no one ever talks about that? Finally, a show dedicated to the worker. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, the Crow Show is aimed specifically at the worker and their environment. From work skills and technology to dealing with bosses and coworkers, the Crow Show will give you insight on how to survive and prosper in today's workplace. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Keeping you a step ahead of the changing world of business, this is Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest today is David Lerner, uh, who is the president of David Lerner Associates, a New York-based company that uh, has been investing people's money since, uh, I guess, about 1976 or so. Welcome back to the show, David. Good to be there. So let's talk about uh, mortgage-backed securities. Uh, this is an area that you've been recommending for a long time. Um, first of all, what, what are the basic uh, reasons why people should go into mortgage-backed securities? What are the basics, I suppose, is A, you don't want to lose your money. B, you're looking for income. Uh, and I, I guess that those are the two. Ba- and you're also looking for good yields, for, for better yields than you can get on other high-quality investments. Uh, why should people go into it? We've been at this thing since 1987. And while I'm not absolutely sure, I think we're one of the pioneers of making this investment available to the general investing public. 
CMOs, for those of your audience that might not be aware, collateralized mortgage obligations, are uh, these are, are pools of mortgages that are generally put together by companies such as Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and Ginny Mae and so forth. And what they do is they bundle uh, generally somewhere in the neighborhood of $500 million of mortgages. When, you, when, when your investors, when they get a mortgage, uh, you know, I used to think when I first went into this thing, or before I went into this, that when I got my first mortgage, the bank was going to wait 30 years for me to pay them back the, the, the mortgage. You know, 360 months, there was going to be a clerk waiting for me. And, of course, that's, as we know, that's not how it works. Uh, immediately, the banks look to sell the mortgage. They sell it to a company like Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. They, in turn, bundle these things. They make them into a collateralized mortgage obligation. They insure them. And then what they do is they, they slice them up. They slice up this loaf, if you will, into what they call tranches or sections or slices. And uh, what happens, uh, the uh, investment bankers such as ourselves, we buy these tranches and we, in turn, we sell them to the public. And uh, what happens is as the mortgages get paid down, as people pay principal and interest, this money is diverted into these tranches or slices. And uh, so what happens, initially people get interest uh, and those people on the earlier sections of the, you know, the, the tranches with the shortest maturities, they begin to get principal as well as interest, and so on up and, up and down the line. And of course, it's proven to be an extremely, uh, I think, satisfying investment for millions of people. It's not as well known, but those people who have them, this has been a wonderful experience. What happens is every month they get a check. Uh, they're generally getting somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 basis points better than they can get at a comparable treasury. Although, again, you can't compare it totally because a treasury has an, ac- an absolute maturity date. This is uh, sold on what's called an average anticipated life, meaning based upon the time that the, uh, the CMO is developed, uh, the people, the actuaries, who, in a sense, who put this together, are estimating this is what the anticipated maturity will be. And it could be more or less depending on what happens to interest rates. If interest rates go up, uh, it can take a little longer to get back the money historically. If interest rates come down, because people tend to refinance mortgages, uh, the money comes back somewhat more rapidly. But at the end, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's all guaranteed. The principal is guaranteed. The interest is guaranteed. That never goes up or down. Uh, and you're getting roughly 150 basis points, anywhere, somewhere in that neighborhood, a better return. For example, you can probably get in today's market somewhere in the neighborhood of 6%. Uh, on a CMO, and you're talking on a AAA rated piece of paper, and every month the investor gets his gets his income. Uh, of course, it's not tax free, but you're getting a significant edge over the comparably um, uh, rated uh, pieces of paper. And uh, you know, there's peace of mind, there's income, and at the end, you know, you're going to get your money. Uh, so this has worked out very, very well for millions of people. We were one of the first, as I said before. Uh, one of the things we've done, I think, right along is what we've done is popularized or d- democratized, if you will, a lot of investments. We, where at one time when we got into it, you needed a million dollars to buy a CMO. And your main buyers were banks and insurance companies or large pensions. And uh, We were, I believe, uh, the first to actually break this up and to create bite-sized uh, CMOs, if you will, which allowed the investing public to get involved. And it's proven to be a wonderful investment. We've had... a. We have a lot of investors who, uh, you know, buy these things, have been very satisfied, uh, uh, looking to buy more, will add to their accounts. And for a person, for example, where the tax issue is not a big one, uh, where they're not concerned with the taxes, this could be very preferable in many cases to a a tax-free bond. Or if you have, for example, an IRA and you want to keep it tax-deferred, 
this again becomes a very attractive conservative investment. It is a, a good place to put the rent money. Now, uh, some people would say that there's a, uh, because you're getting paid extra, there's a, an extra risk there. The prepayment risk, uh, you know, can make it uncertain as to when you're going to get your principal back. When interest rates fall and prepayments go up a lot, you get back a lot of principal at a time you can't uh, reinvest at those high rates because rates have fallen. Right. And vice there's, versa, when interest rates I'm sorry, go ahead. When, when interest rates rise, you're getting back less principal, so you don't have less. You have less principal to invest at higher rates. So, Absolutely. I mean, how do you? Uh, is the 150 basis points, I guess, enough to compensate for those? Well, uh, I think for most people it is. What happens is that. Uh, make no mistake, if you want, you can be reinvesting the, as you're getting the income every month, and, in some, and then once the principal starts coming back, you're able to reinvest that money. I mean, that's not, that, if you need it, uh, if you don't need the money as spendable income, that's reinvestable money. So you can take advantage of whatever available at the time. Uh, and again, uh, from experience, this is not from, uh, this is not in theory or, or uh, in, in the academic world. We've been at this a long, long time. We have thousands and literally tens of thousands of people that have bought this. We haven't had really complaints. I don't know of any investor who said, gee, this was a mistake. Uh, and there has been unquestionably, especially in, you know, in the last, I'd say, 15 or 20 years, where generally interest rates have come down. It's certainly not in a straight line. But you know, if you compare it to the early 19, the 1980s to levels of interest rates then to now, they've come down considerably. And in many instances, these people have gotten back their money sooner. So it's meant they've had to, you know, uh, reinvest it in other areas. But in the meantime, they, you know, there was peace of mind. And uh, 150 basis points is a significant difference. You know, if we're going to use $100,000 as, as a, a basis, let's assume it's just a number. If I'm getting 4.5%, you know, that gives me 4500 bucks. If I'm investing 100000 I'm getting 6%, that's 6000 That's a $1,500 difference, very meaningful. Uh, you know, we're talking about a 25% difference or more, whatever it is, 30% difference. It's a meaningful premium that the market is paying you. And for that little bit of uncertainty, uh, the investor has a lot of good, wonderful things going for them. It has been, uh, we can unequivocally, we can talk from a personal uh, experience, has been a very satisfying place to be, a great place for rent money. Now, uh, the, lately, we've got all this trouble in the mortgage market where people took on exotic mortgages and... Adjust rate mortgages and option arms. Is that affecting, and how are that affecting the mortgage-backed securities market and, and buying these kind of CMOs? The answer is it hasn't. Uh, it unequivocally hasn't, especially the sort of CMOs that we deal in. But one thing, uh, Fannie Mae, Ginnie Mae, and so forth, these people are not picking up subprime uh, mortgages. You have private carriers doing that. Uh, so it really has had no impact on the sort of things that we certainly advocate. Again, we're talking about the, the majors, the Ginnies, the Fannies, the uh, Freddie Macs, that kind of thing. Uh, it has had literally no impact. And again, understand the mortgages, are, the pools are insured. They're backed by the underlying property. There is a record of 100% safety. No one has ever missed a payment. Uh, no one has ever not gotten paid their principal. Uh, it has been 100% a record of safety. Do you always uh, recommend buying mortgage-backed securities at par? I mean, if you were to buy it over uh, at a premium and then you get prepaid, then you're going to take a capital loss on that. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, this is, we're very careful about that. You don't want to go – it's one thing to go slightly over uh, a, a par. You know, if someone pays 100 and a half or 101, that sort of thing. But you don't want to be out there paying 106 and 107 because, again, if you get this prepayment, you can get hurt. 
So we, we're very careful to make sure people understand this, and we, we shy away from that. Uh, a typical CMO that we're going to market will be at, at par or slightly, slightly over par uh, to avoid that exposure. Is that something that affects and a lot you, of other investors? And your investors should be aware of this. This is an important point. You don't want to go into significant premiums on a CMO. Do a lot of other investors make that mistake and then take capital losses because they buy them at premiums? Not if they're doing business at, at David Lerner Associates. <laughs> we simply, we, you know, we're, we're careful not to do that, and I think I would hope other firms are doing the same. Yeah. Um, by the way, if people want to uh, contact your firm, maybe you should give them your website and, and 800 number if they want to find out more about your firm. Oh, that's so kind. We're, it's, uh, we're at, of course, the, the phone number, the 800 number is 1-800-367-3000. It's a simple number. It's, again, 1-800-367-3000. And the website is davidlearnerassociates.com. And you deal all over the, the country or, or mostly in the New York area? No, no. We're mainly, we're mainly in the Northeast and in Florida. We have offices in New York. Uh, we're in Connecticut, we're in New Jersey, and we're in Florida. We have an office in Coral Springs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, just back to the mortgages for a minute. I mean, there is so much publicity that uh, the overall real estate market is going to be hurt by subprime and that you have these huge numbers of foreclosures and uh, you know, uh, speculative uh, houses that were built that aren't being sold, and that's going to drag down uh, real estate values, and that ultimately that is going to affect the Alt-A market and, to some extent, the prime market. Is, is that of any concern? Well, again, we have to be sensitive to this, but the reality is, up to this point, it has had zero effect. Uh, again, we're talking about things which are insured. We're talking about uh, mortgages which are not subprime. When you're dealing, again, with Fannie Mae or, or Freddie Mac, uh, these are not subprime. Uh, these were done uh, uh, where you've had CMOs created. These are by private banks. Uh, these are not the, the, the major players. And uh, so far as our firm is concerned, that's where we make our markets. Do you have any concern that uh, Freddie and Freddie you know, may have a lot of money to pay on, for guarantees if a lot of these mortgages, even not the ones in your pools, but the ones that they have insured other places, if that starts mounting up? No. I guess in theory there, there, there could be some substance to that. But in reality, it is, again, a very minor part of, of the marketplace. And I think it's already adjusting. What I'm already hearing, Jordan, is that you're having companies that are coming in and actually uh, uh, securitizing some of these subprime loans. You know, uh, and there, I understand there's a very strong market for it. But those people willing to take the risks, you know, because obviously it's not as a secure market, uh, there can be some very attractive returns. So, so far on the level that we're dealing uh, and the type of securities we're dealing, it has had zero impact. Do you get a different yield based on the maturity or the tranche? I mean, what would be the difference in yield between a, a short-term tranche and a longer-term tranche? That's a really good question. The, obviously, the shorter-term tranche is going to pay you less of a yield uh, because you're, you're anticipating getting your principal back sooner. Uh, so, for example, uh, you're talking somewhere uh, probably closer to 45 or 5% on the short end. And on the long end, you, you, you're more in that 6% area. And for most people, frankly... From our point of view and from our experience, you want to get the biggest bite of the apple. Uh, this is where we, we try to get people, uh, counsel people to go. Okay. Very good. Well, this is Jordan Goodman, the host of the Money Answer Show, and my guest uh, this hour is David Lerner, the president of David Lerner Associates. And we'll be back after this to talk about more safe investments to make you money. The Bottom Line in Business Talk. Voice America Business. 
Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time right here on the bottom line in business talk voice america business it has been said that to live is to choose but to choose well you must know who you are and what you stand for where you want to go and why you want to get there on reap what you sow with host performance management specialist and executive coach alana daly achievement and success through expanding yourself and your life is available at the click of a mouse reap through redefining your goals educate your mind your body your conscious and unconscious Apply what you learn and plan, and it shall be success over and over again, and wealth result when you reap regularly. Reap what you sow with Alana Daily, broadcast each Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. Reap what you sow, learn the rules of the game, then play better than anyone else. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Keeping you a step ahead of the changing world of business, this is Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. And my guest uh, this hour is David Lerner, uh, who's the president of David Lerner Associates, uh, a private investment company based in New York. Um, and the next thing I think we want to talk about is a real estate investment trust. Uh, now, we've been hearing in general about all of the trauma going on in the real estate market. Can, can you hear me, David? Can you hear me? David, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, very good. I'm uh, here. We're talking about the real estate market here all right. and uh, real estate investment trusts in particular. Um, we've been hearing about a lot of trauma in the real estate market and how people are uh, losing their homes and uh, all the subprime mortgages are blowing up. Uh, how is this affecting uh, the real estate investment trust market? <laughs> Again, I don't want to sound Pollyannish over here. We, of course, I guess as you know, Jordan, we've been involved, uh, I guess, going back to 1993 when we began to develop some of our own private REITs over here. And uh, the sun is shining very, very brightly. Uh, what, we, you know, what we've done, of course, as I, uh, some other firms have as well, uh, we've created private REITs, which, of course, you know, are all SEC registered, and but they're simply not publicly traded. And uh, it has been a phenomenal story. Uh, we have, uh, in, our, in our own particular area, we've gone into uh, a big focus, especially in the last seven or eight years, have been hotels. 
and the hospitality industry, as you probably well know, uh, is just as hot as can be. Uh, the um, uh, the rates that they're getting for the rooms have just skyrocketed. Uh, the occupancy rates have gone up. Uh, astro- I don't know what word to use. It has been phenomenal. Uh, the hotels are extremely, extremely profitable. Uh, all you you have to do is to try to get a reservation these days, and it can be uh, an enormous task. Uh, our the areas that we've been in have been extremely strong, and so this has had absolutely no impact. Uh, in terms of what is going on, in terms of the, the, our activities. But uh, uh, this, as I'm saying, has been a wonderful area for us, has been a wonderful area for our investors, and the, the signs are extremely, extremely positive. Uh, we just saw something the other day, I don't know if you noticed this, in the, uh, it was published, that a company called Lighthouse, uh, Lightstone uh, bought from Blackstone for $8 billion uh, a chain of extended stay hotels. And uh, this is what's going on in the business. It is very, very strong. So it sounds like you're both a buyer and a seller in this particular area? No, no. We, well, we eventually sell. Uh, we recently, in fact, it's public information. We just uh, were the, in, the, uh, in the process of closing a program uh, with a large insurance company that bought out our, uh, one of our programs for all cash. And uh, this is about to be consummated. In fact, it's all been agreed upon. We're going through a voting process now, which we're very confident is going to be very positive. But so at a point we sell. But uh, generally what, what happens, we create these programs. The investors uh, receive a regular income for a period of time. And then, at the, as, as I'm indicating, uh, when we think the timing is right, uh, we look to sell the programs. And we are just at the, on the verge of com- successfully completing our, uh, one of our programs. What is the advantage of going into a private REIT like that? Well, there are so many public REITs that you can trade that are going to be much more liquid to be able to get in and out of. And I, I think that's a really a good question. The, uh, the advantage to what we're doing, of course, is we avoid the fluctuations of the stock market. Uh, what happens is that uh, you're not uh, subject to the uncertainties of, you know, where one day it's up, one day it's down. Uh, and, of course, and we advise people, if you're going to go into these kinds of programs, it is not a trading vehicle. You don't go into these uh, programs with the idea you're going to buy, you're going to sell. It simply doesn't make any sense. What happens, people go into these programs because, A, the income is very attractive. Uh, you typically get monthly uh, uh, distributions. And, of course, you're not subject to the ups and downs of the market. Uh, and then at the end, like we're doing now, well, hopefully you, you sell the program or whatever strategy is followed. Uh, there'll be uh, profits at the at the end of the line. Of course, uh, always being aware, there's never any guarantee of that. Uh, you know, you're, you're subject to the uh, normal risk of owning real estate. But uh, people seem to love these programs because, again, you're getting a steady income, uh, very attractive income. There are tax advantages, typically. You, you, the, uh, uh, the income, of course, is you pass through the depreciation, so that gives people a significant <clears throat> excuse me, tax deferment on the, on the distribution. Um, and uh, you don't have the, uh, you know, the everyday ups and downs. So for many people who are, that's their predilection, where they're looking for the income. They're not looking for the aggravation of the stock market. This is becoming an increasingly popular investment for literally, literally, I'm sure, for probably numbers in the millions of people now uh, who are participating in these programs. 
Why are these hotels not overbuilt? You see them all over the place, uh, around airports and so on. You'd think that uh, it would be an overbuilt situation by now. <laughs> That's a good, another good question. You're, you're doing your homework, Jordan. The, what is happening is that there's a lot of factors uh, that are, that's driving this market. There's always been a need for temporary housing. Always. I mean, this is with the, you know, whether we're looking at storms or people relocate or they, they move to a, a, they get work assignments, you know, in another area, whatever it happens. Well, but there are also social reasons. What happens is that we're finding, for example, a significant part of our business are people who've been recently divorced. Uh, what happens is that, uh, unfortunately, it's the male population. Uh, they end up, uh, in a sense, almost homeless. You know, once, uh, you know, the little lady usually, and again, I don't want to make any sexist remarks here or anything that's politically incorrect, but typically the ladies end up with, with the homes, and these, these guys are, uh, are looking for a place to live. They can't go back to their mothers, you know, and uh, typically the thing with the girlfriend doesn't work out, and these guys have to live somewhere. So we're finding that, a tip, that uh, in many instances, uh, we're, we're almost serving a public function over here, and I, I feel like with the, the, uh, the housing Red Cross, and that uh, these people, you know, uh, temporary way find this housing. Uh, you know, as you're probably aware, your listeners are probably aware, it's not a, the typical hotel situation. The, you know, when we talk about the extended stay, uh, they have, you know, uh, it's an apartment. They have a kitchen. They can eat in. They don't starve. There's a hot breakfast downstairs. Somebody cleans up after them, you know, and all that kind of good stuff. So that's become a very significant part of the market. It has nothing to do with the economy. It has to do with changing social patterns in this country. And, of course, you know, uh, you, you find, I kid around about this, but it's certainly true, if you vacation with children, uh, as perhaps you may have done, I don't know if you have young children and you go on these uh, nine- and ten-hour uh, trips where you, you're traveling to some part of the country, uh, it used to be a time when I used to travel with my kids, we ended up staying in this little hotel room with the two little, they called them beds, they were really cribs with a 12-inch TV set. Now what happens, you know, uh, p people are discovering you have two rooms. Uh, the, the living room turns into a bedroom. There are two TVs. There's a place to work with a computer. If you want to bring food into the room, you can. In fact, what they'll do typically, they'll stock the room for you. You ask the hotel, they'll bring in the food that you want. You can cook. You can uh, wash dishes. It's just a whole different thing. So it's appealing to a whole other group of people. Uh, and of course, businesses are a tremendous part of, the, of this uh, of our clientele. Once people who travel for business discover the sweet hotel, in most cases, you don't go back to a small little room. It's far more comfortable. There's just a myriad number of reasons why this business is booming. And the truth of the matter is, if you look at the facts, you look at the earnings. The earnings have been phenomenal. Uh, they can't seem to build enough of them. Uh, and a lot of the hotels are converting to this extended-stay hotel concept. It is a very, very strong market. And the outlook, when you read the journals and you look at the, the earnings of these companies, is just uh, extremely bright. There is a huge amount of optimism in terms of where this industry is going. And, of course, nothing goes to the sky. Make no mistake about it. But for the moment, uh, this could be, it's in, the sky is in a distant horizon. It looks like an extremely powerful place to be. What kind of yields can people earn, both in cash yields and then when these things are being bought out? What kind of total returns are people earning, uh, and how long do they typically hold on to these programs? Again, there is never a guarantee. Investors have to totally understand this, you know, and the, the expression, which is absolutely applicable, that past performance is no guarantee of future results. But it's not unusual to get an 8% current yield, 
Uh, and, uh, you know, again, it, 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 there's nothing here, on the heart, you know, written in stone. And, of course, hopefully uh, we've seen uh, situations where the um, initial investments have appreciated significantly and where, you know, to get 11 or 12% or something like that is, is, is quite attainable. And, again, well, your investors have to understand there are the usual uh, real estate risks, uh, there are, uh, uh, you know, uh, the yields can go up or down. There is nothing guaranteed. I think uh, if people really want to know, if, certainly from us, if you want to check this out on the uh, Internet, uh, there's all kinds of information, or you want to get a prospectus on this thing, it's readily available. It's an area that I cannot urge people enough to find out about. You know, whether it's for you or not for you, we strongly believe this is an area for so many people uh, they ought to get information. They ought to find out what's happening. So uh, you're saying the advantages uh, of having a private one is that you don't see the market fluctuations. Can you do the same kinds of things, these extended stay hotels in publicly traded REITs, and they have similar kinds of performance? Uh, in what sense, Jordan? I'm not quite sure I get you. Are, are there publicly what traded specifically are you referring to? Are, are there publicly traded REITs doing the same kind of extended stay hotel uh, pure play, the way you're offering it in the private REIT sector. Oh, absolutely. A absolutely. The only thing is, of course, the income is generally nowhere near as high. Uh, and, of course, you're subject to the uncertainty of the stock market. I see. Uh, it's, it's a different world. It's really a very, very different world. But, yeah, there are certainly publicly traded uh, extended stay uh, hotels. Um, and, uh, you know, or you can do, as I'm, we're indicating over here, the... Uh, uh, the REITs which are not traded, where you have uh, things are, in many ways, I think, much more uh, predictable, and you're kind of out of the storm. Yeah. Now, you also have a private REIT fund that's not doing extended stay hotels, that's more uh, generally diversified, is that right? And how yes. has that been working? We have uh, something, yes, we have something called Spirit of America, which again, which is all tied up with the stock market. So now you have something which is totally subject to the ups and downs of the stock market. Um, which, uh, you know, can be traded uh, on any given day. And, uh, uh, again, this is a more aggressive way, we feel, of going in, into the real estate business. The, uh, our, what our MO has been is, again, like most things we've done, we do it extremely in a very conservative, what we believe to be a very conservative way. Uh, we have a REIT fund. Uh, I, I think I hear the music. Yes, I think we have the music, too. Uh, we're going to get back to the Reed Fund after this. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is David Lerner of David Lerner Associates. Uh, we'll be back after this. The Bottom Line in Business Talk. Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Achieve total wealth management. 
Listen to Three Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, right here on Voice America Business. Three Dimensional Wealth is a show dedicated to teaching you a value-based approach to comprehensive wealth management through practical strategies and expert advice. Take your first step down the road to financial independence. Listen to Three Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Have you ever had a bad day and wish someone could come along and change it at the flip of a switch? Do you dream of living the life of wealth, great relationships, and the perfect job, but don't know where to start? Then tune into The Winner's Attitude with corporate trainers, motivators, authors, and hosts, Jeff and Val G. No difficult strategies or complicated keys. Jeff and Val present a powerful and effective technology to switch your operating system to create the most amazing life. It has been said that winners have simply formed the habit of doing amazing things. Winner know how to activate that switch and so can you the winner's attitude with jeff and val g broadcast each friday at 8 a.m pacific 11 a.m eastern on the voice america business channel the winner's attitude switch me on the bottom line in business talk voice america business You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back. This is Jordan Goodman at The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour has been uh, David Lerner of David Lerner Associates, a privately held investment company. We've talked so far about uh, mortgage-backed securities. We've talked about uh, tax-free municipal bonds. Uh, we've talked about the private uh, real estate investment trusts, and now we're talking about the public real estate investment trusts that he has. Uh, how does your uh, publicly traded REIT compare, REIT mutual fund, compare to other REIT mutual funds, David? Uh, I think we're very different. I think we've taken a very, very different path. Uh, we've been around for eight years, since 1998, uh, with our fund. And from the beginning, I, I think, again, our MO has been different. Uh, we, for example, we will not invest in home, home building stocks. We feel those are too volatile. Uh, we don't <clears throat> put any money into uh, land development companies, too volatile for us. Uh, we don't have any international companies because, again, I believe that's far less predictable. Uh, or every company we deal with or that we invest in has to be a New York Stock Exchange company. And typically, they have to pay dividends. Uh, so uh, from that perspective, we have go- really gone on a different path. Uh, many of the other REITs, for example, are heavily invested in those areas. For example, the home builders, the land developers, <clears throat> excuse me, the international market. We stay away from that. We are really looking, I guess our, our, our objective is to provide investors with a, a vehicle which has less volatility, uh, which is a little bit more predictable, which pays income. We are very much concerned that the fund pay income. And we have consistently uh, paid, I think, among the highest of any of the funds in terms of income, you know, over the years. Uh, so we're, in that sense, we're very different, I think, than all of the other. We're on a different path. Uh, we don't measure ourselves, really, by what the other funds are doing, the other real estate funds. Uh, we have, I think, a special mission, and we stay, we stay on that mission. What so is the current sense, yield of your well, We could be more aggressive and we could look to be, uh, you know, possibly uh, reach for higher returns, but we choose not to. Uh, and uh, I think over the years it's, it's worked out extremely well. What kind of a yield does your fund offer compared to the competition? You said it's a higher yield than most people are offering. 
Well, the again, the, we, we're in an area here where, uh, you know, when you start talking about these things, uh, you have to make it very clear that nothing can be guaranteed, that past performance is no guarantee of future results. And I believe that. I mean, it's absolutely true. Uh, but we have, uh, you know, I don't even know the numbers off the top of my head, but I think we've had, a, if I can recall, and I, again, you, you, you have to look at a one-year and a three-year and a five-year, and from inception, uh, you have to really check these numbers carefully. But And I get, and instantly, all of this is on our website. This can all be checked out on our website, uh, and people, you know, if they're going to look into this, must get a prospectus and all that sort of thing. But uh, I, I'm trying to think of the numbers off the top of my head. Uh, okay. Well, if you don't remember, that, I'm okay. not absolutely. You know, I, you know what? You know what? The reason I'm hesitating is because the, the, the new quarterly numbers just came out, and so I don't want to give you the old quarterly numbers because they may not be accurate. Okay. But it has been very, very attractive. The numbers have been extremely attractive. Check it out. We, okay. we invite the whole world to check it out. Again, give them your website and phone number while you're at it. There. It is uh, davidlearner.com, and then the number is one eight hundred three six seven three thousand. Very good. Okay, now the other thing you offer is a, a value fund. Um, yes. And again, there's lots of value funds out there. What, oh, is there? What makes it, your value fund different from all the other value funds out Again, there? we have charged our people here, our managers, with the same, uh, I think, restrictions. We, If you look at our value fund, they must meet a certain criteria. Uh, we will not, for example, every co company that we own in there, if you look at the price-to-earnings ratios, very attractive. Uh, typically, they pay dividends. Uh, they're typically very well-known companies. We're looking to buy, uh, obviously, we're looking to buy well. We're constantly shopping. We're constantly looking. We're trying to take advantage of the market. But we're always looking with an eye toward value. Uh, there has to be the underlying values. So, again, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're marching to a different tune. We're not following the herd in terms of what's the, the next hot area or that sort of thing. We simply eschew this sort of thing. We, we, we again, are, 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 we hope we're, we're based on solid, solid uh, economic facts, and that is earnings, um, dividends, uh, position within the marketplace. It is a conservative value fund, and this is what we do. There are times that value sorry, does well and times that the growth does well, right? There's kind of a cyclical up and down. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Anything with the market is always cyclical. And, of course, right now we're doing very, very nicely because, you know, the market is moving in our direction. But we also think that uh, given the underlying philosophy, if you will, of the fund, that in declining markets we think we're going to hold up a little bit better than the other guys. Because, again, there is value. The, the price-to-earnings ratios are always very uh, a major consideration. Uh, and it's not the, the investment du jour that we're putting people's monies into. So, again, it's a conservative way of being in the stock market, as we believe. Now, in putting a portfolio together of all these different things you've talked about, how do your people help uh, investors you know, put together a portfolio that's appropriate for their meeting their financial goals and their risk tolerances? Uh, this is, I think, again, very, very important. Uh, the first thing in our business, and I think it's, it makes sense, is you've got to know your investor. So what we do is we meet with them. This is not a phone kind of thing. We insist on meeting with people. And we have an interview. We, you know, they either come to our offices or we go to meet them. Uh, and what we do is, uh, we, of course, we have a suitability profile. We try to get a, a, a really an accurate picture of what the investment, this particular investor is all about, what their risk tolerance levels are, uh, what their objectives are. Uh, the way they've been allocating their money, 
And based on this sort of pyramid that we've been developing over here, we're typically a focus on the bottom part of the pyramid. We're talking about the bonds and the CMOs. <clears throat> we try to build a sound uh, investment portfolio, again, being very careful with the rent money. And then based, again, on their objectives, and everyone's different, uh, we try to develop a program that will meet their objectives without rolling the dice. Uh, this is our MO. This is what we've been doing for many years. And at the risk of breaking our arms, you know, uh, patting ourselves on the back, it has worked out extremely well. Uh, again, I, and, I, and I, I'm not trying to say something, you know, that uh, overstating it. I don't think there's a company anywhere that has this kind of relationship with its investors. It's a huge group of people. And one of the most gratifying things in my life is when I do these investment seminars, and I literally speak in front of thousands of people every year, and I've been doing it for many, many years, is to have people come up to us thanking us. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing that. You've made a huge difference in our lives. Uh, I couldn't be living as well as I'm living if it weren't for you guys. It has been... <clears throat> Michael, one of uh, Jordan, rather one of the most ex uh, Michael Jordan. That's not a bad name. <laughs> uh, Jordan has been one of the most uh, satisfying experiences I think a person can have. You know, I've reached the stage of my life. Uh, we have all the toys, we have all the wonderful things, but this sort of feedback from the public really feeds my soul. It has been a wonderful, wonderful journey, and we're going to continue uh, with the same kind of objectives, uh, the same kind of. Uh, I think care in terms of watching people's monies, and uh, this is essentially what we do. I am blessed. What are some other things you'll be going into in the future uh, beyond what we've talked about uh, for, for this kind of conservative investors? We are always on the on looking for things which will fit our way of doing things. We're always looking for investments which fit these criteria, and uh, we're, we're our antenna are always up to find things which again. Uh, will give the, the investors an opportunity to make money without rolling the dice. So uh, we're open. We are open to all sorts of, uh, of areas, but again, it it's, can't be smoke and mirrors. It's not venture capital. We're not venture capitalists. Uh, we have a responsibility to watch people's monies, and this is what we do. Very good. Well, this has been very fascinating. Uh, again, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour has been David Lerner of uh, David Lerner Associates. Uh, we've talked about uh, real estate investment trusts and tax-free municipal bonds and mortgage-backed securities and value funds, all kinds of things that might be of interest uh, to you. So, again, if you want more information from David, uh, you can go to David Lerner Associates. DavidLerner.com, I guess, is your website, right? And uh, also at my website, MoneyAnswers.com, there are links to these things as well. So thank you very much, David. I appreciate you being with me. It's and, been a uh, pleasure. It really has been a pleasure. I hope we've been helpful. Absolutely. And we'll be back next week. Thanks again. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.